When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour, Clay and Buck kicks off right now. Thanks for rolling with us, everybody. We've got Bridge Colby joining, former Deputy uh, Assistant Secretary for Defense, uh, for strategy and force deployment at the Pentagon under the Trump administration. Co-founder and principal of the Marathon Initiative. His book is Strategy of Denial, American Defense in an Age of Great Power Conflict. Uh, also known as Denial. It's not just a river in Egypt. What's going on, Bridge? Good to have you. Hey, Buck. Great to be with you. Uh, so like, we got a bunch of foreign policy things. First off, I, I we mentioned at the top of the show... So uh, it looks like Kataib Hezbollah um, managed to break through our defenses in Jordan, killed a few Americans, wounded a few dozen more. Uh, Biden does some reprisal strikes. What, does this is this just what it is, and does it stop here? What do you see happening? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's looking like it's stopping, and they've done more uh, strikes. The uh, the administration uh, over the weekend, including against the Houthis, and they're telegraphing. As Sullivan said yesterday, Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, said that they're they're going to do more strikes, and I don't see it really changing the fundamental calculus uh, on the part of Iran or its proxies at this point. I mean, my view is, I, you know, look, they, they've killed Americans. Obviously, there needs to be effective reprisal. You know, kinetic consistent with our focus on Asia and then also financial. But at the same time, I think we need to ask real hard questions about why we're leaving, you know, soldiers and other personnel all 
kind of in these lily pad bases, kind of like in Indian country and Syria and Iraq, possibly even Jordan, um, you know, essentially as like hostages to fortune or hostages to escalation by Iran and its proxies, it just seems like a bad because some of the critiques saying, oh, we should, you know, take it to Iran. I mean, look, we don't want a war in the Middle East, not because Iran's good, but we can't really afford one on multiple levels. Um, so, you know, we don't have enough missile defense to go around. Let, let's let's think about rationalizing our posture there and, and looking at what we really need. I mean, do people, does the administration really have a compelling case for what a lot of these 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 uh, soldiers and these these posts are doing? I, I haven't really heard it. Bridge, when you look at, uh, in addition to what's going on in the Middle East, there's a big debate about how much more money we should give to Ukraine. Uh, Senate bill out there would give them, I believe it's $60 billion more. Seems quite clear we've entered into a stalemate. Neither side is moving very much. There's minefields. There's trench warfare. Uh, it, it, it feels almost like the battle lines are fixed. Where is this going? Are we throwing good money after bad at this point in your mind? Is a negotiated peace where Ukraine gives up some territory inevitable? How would you assess as we begin shortly a third full year of Ukraine-Russia conflict? Yeah, I mean, I think $61 billion, uh, that's a lot of money, especially in a situation where, I mean, Jay Powell, I think, said over the weekend that our debt is becoming a real problem, and obviously Americans are feeling it. And we've spent a ton of money already in the last few years with the pandemic and so forth. I think that money would be far better invested in our primary challenge, which is China and Asia. And you'll hear advocates for this kind of funding say that you're going to we're going to deter China and Ukraine. That's just not true. And I think, you know, we we can go into why that is. But if you're going to deter China or deal with China, deal with China directly uh, along the first island chain. And there's a, a relatively small amount of money in the supplemental that's going towards Asia. Representative Gallagher, the head of the China committee, called it a joke a few months ago. So I think our priorities are totally off. The Europeans need to take much more responsibility, and they are moving in that direction. They're they're actually doing more. Countries like Germany, obviously, they're very real and and I think serious and and genuine and and I think compelling concerns about the border provisions uh, as well. I mean, in terms of what's going on in the Ukraine, I think you know honestly, a stalemate might might not be the worst outcome. Um, General Zaluzhny, the 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 chief of defense or chief of the army whom it appears President Zelensky is trying to fire, which seems, I mean, I'm not an expert on it, but he wrote a pretty sound op-ed actually over the weekend or, or late last week in CNN saying, look, we should shift more to the defense. Our partners are getting tired. There are shortages of weapons. The Russians have a lot more resources and they're willing to use attrition. Let's use the advantages of technology, what we've learned, drones to set up a defense. That seemed very prudent to me pushing the, the Europeans to take the lead and supporting that. I think that could be a good v- basis for an eventual negotiation or compromise, whether it's formal or not. You know, it could be something like a stalemate, like in Korea, if if they don't play their cards right and if Europe doesn't step up, it could be worse. I mean, I don't think it's impossible the Russians could make more progress, which would be bad. Um, but I think that, you know, realistically, there's going to be, and I mean, the administration has been telegraphing this for a while, that I think is some the only really plausible end game, you know, the kind of victory sort of mantra that we heard for a number of years. I mean, Russia, unfortunately, well, Russia is not going to go away as an NC. Putin, unfortunately, is not going to go away. So we're going to have to, you know, the Ukrainians are going to have to put up a stout defense in order to make negotiations credible and, and Putin's best option. And that's going to require somebody to step up. But it's not going to be the American taxpayer. The American taxpayer spent, I think, $113 billion on Ukraine already. That's way more. This is in Europe. So Europe should take primary responsibility for it.
speaking of Bridge Colby, uh, his book is Strategy of Denial and, uh, Bridge, uh, wondering what your, your sense is of the enormous, uh, win for Bukele in El Salvador. I mean, just for, for everyone, uh, out there, uh, Bukele turned around El Salvador from being one of the highest per capita murder states in the world, really effectively a, a fiefdom of MS-13 and other drug gangs, and through this crazy idea known as really serious law enforcement against gangs, murderers, rapists, and thieves, he managed to make El Salvador actually a pretty safe country, not just a not deeply unsafe country. I think he won by 90% plus margins. What do you make of the Bukele victory in El Salvador bridge? And are other Latin American countries populations watching that and thinking, hey, maybe we don't have to have like four of the top ten, you know, highest murder cities in the world. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you, it sounds like I, I haven't followed it quite as closely, but I think that's the right. A couple things. I mean, one is, look, I mean, you hear out of Biden and his team and a lot of the Europeans all this talk about, you know, green trans revolution or the rules based international order. I think a lot of people, particularly in what's called the global south, they want to be safe. They want growing economies. They want reliable energy. They want government that's not that corrupt. Pretty straightforward stuff. And that's what we should be focused on working with countries. You know, a lot of the sort of left likes to go after, say, the Indian government, but they're delivering growing prosperity for well over a billion people. So I think that's a model that Americans can get behind and less behind the sort of lecturing everybody. And also it means that, you know, they're, they're partners. I mean, I think one of the things that, that conservatives can kind of you know, sort of trumpet is like, the, you know, the left likes to present itself as the only ones who are popular abroad. I think it's a different model. They're in the model of the rules-based international or Tony Blinken going around and lecturing countries. Our model should be we work with countries to improve their sovereignty. You know, we're going to help people help themselves. And I think maybe that El Salvador result uh, shows some some evidence for the success of that model. Bridge, you just mentioned China. Um I was doing some fun reading over the weekend. Japan's stock market peaked in 1989 and is just now, whatever it is, 35 years later, basically getting back to the level that it was in 1989. And if we'd had this conversation in 1989, we would have been saying, man, Japan is a real threat on the economic uh, horizon. Instead, they collapsed. China is starting now. You may think this is crazy. Maybe you sign on to it a little bit. To look a bit like Japan did, where they surge, but then they sort of freeze. And sometimes, when you start to have a decline in power, population is going down, youth unemployment rate is very high in China, they haven't been able to really get their economy to that next proverbial next level to really compete with the United States. Does that make it more or less likely in your mind that they invade Taiwan? How would you assess China's potentially beginning of a decline of power there and how that could make things maybe more tempestuous yeah no i mean it's a great question i mean look i don't have a crystal ball on that otherwise i'd be investing and making a lot more a lot more money but the i mean i think look i think the chinese economy is clearly meeting very serious headwinds and they're very real and they're not going to go away easily um i think in order for china to change from the people that i think are most credible reading them you know they've got to make structural reforms that are going to be very difficult to do um on the other hand, I don't count the Chinese out on a couple of reasons. I mean, look, there's a lot of talented people there. They've already broken. They're already at the forefront of a lot of leading technologies. They've made heavy investments in, you know, cutting edge things like electric vehicles, batteries, AI, et cetera. <laughs> you know, the list goes on. 
that's going to make them competitive going forward. It's worth thinking about, you know, Japan didn't really collapse. Like, there's still effective Japanese companies. You go to Japan, it's still a very rich country. If China ends up at that kind of level, it's going to be, I think, like three or four times the size of the American economy, something like that, maybe two, three times. So it's a little bit cold comfort. The other thing that I'm concerned about is the Chinese believe that a lot of, in particular, Xi Jinping believes that a lot of the reason why they're having these difficulties and why it's going to be worse in the future for them is because, and this is his word, we, the Americans and our allies, are strangling them. We're strangling their future economic growth. Now, that's a very dangerous situation because the other analogy to Japan is Japan 1941, when we put an embargo on Japan without having a strong military, and the Japanese said, well, I'm being strangled here, so I guess my least bad option is to lash out and use military force and try to create a kind of an economic sphere that's under my control. I'm concerned about that possibility, especially because the Chinese have massive overcapacity of like industrial and other kind of production that they need countries to eat. And there's increasing resistance to countries. Even as President Trump has, I think, you know, reasonably called for raising tariffs, Bob Lighthizer and others. But if China looks out and says, you know, hey, I'm going to have difficulty dealing with all this overcapacity, they might look for the sword. And so I think that's another reason why we need to be prepared. We can't predict what Xi Jinping is going to do. There's reasons why they might act, you know, in a bad economy. There's reasons why they might act in a good economy. But the, the, the main problem is they're building up a military to do something, and they're actively preparing for it. Sam Papara, who's up for the Indo-PACOM commander, he said the other day, people often talk about 2027, 2027 is just a target date for them. They might go before, they might go after, nobody knows. So we have to be ready today, tomorrow, in five years. I think that's the right approach. Bridge, some uh, states are taking action to limit Chinese-based uh, purchase of U.S. land. Uh, what do you, obviously, yeah, we don't want the Chinese buying land around you know, sensitive military installations, stuff like that. But broader bans on owning land, even as it pertains to, say, agricultural production, farmland, things like that. Do you do you think that that's the right move? And and is that part of the process of decoupling from China economically? That's really one of the most important ways that we could defend ourselves over the long term from the Chinese Communist Party. Well, look, I think there's I think state level effort is is a really important um uh, effort. In fact, there's a friend of mine who just started up a group called State Armor that is supposed to actually help states with legislation and so forth to, to kind of think about what they can do. You know, say, what if there's an invasion of, of Taiwan? I mean, we saw what happened in the pandemic. I mean, states are going to eat a lot of the results, even if they have very little power on the foreign policy level. They need to be ready. They need to have instruments. Land is one. I think there's a lot of regulatory issues. There's stuff on, like, cyber and electronic and water infrastructure. I mean, there was the big testimony by Chris Ray and a bunch of other poobahs the other day to the Select Committee on China pointing out the Chinese are all over our grids. You know, that's a state-level issue. So I think it's very important. I do think that decoupling, my big advice on the decoupling thing is, look, I, will, I think we need to be decoupled, too. But to get back to my point about strangulation, I think we need to decouple strategically, while we're also presenting that shield. Because what we don't want to do is try to decouple and then not give China a disincentive to strike out and then prevent us from decoupling. And this is my argument to a lot of people on the right who are saying, hey, like, forget about Taiwan, forget about Asia, it's not worth it, we can cut a deal with China. If we're stuck with, like, a North American market zone, that ain't going to do it because Canada and Mexico aren't going to cut it. And, by the way, most South American countries trade more with China anyway. We've got to stay competitive. We have to prevent China from dominating the world's largest market area, which is Asia. 
we don't want to get in a war about it, but there's got to be a balance of power. And unfortunately, you know, as Trump and Reagan and many others, it's peace through strength here, but real peace through strength, which is to say build up the strength and then use it judiciously. Bridge, appreciate it as always. Encourage you guys check out the strategy of denial, American defense in an age of great power conflict. Appreciate it, man. Great talk to you guys. I want to tell you about a new uh, advertiser we got here, Liberty Safe. They've always protected your guns and your valuables from fire and theft, but they also protect your privacy with an industry leading set of privacy protections. In fact, They've recently increased their privacy measures to lead the industry one more time. Electronic safe locks from most manufacturers have a code to allow access if you're locked out. But Liberty Safe makes it easy for you to change or disable that code anytime. They believe your safe is your business and Liberty Safe will help keep you that way. Shop at LibertySafe.com for a customized fortress strong Liberty Safe with one of a kind locking bars and Best-in-class fire protection. You're going to love having a safe in your home. And when you shop at LibertySafe.com, use the code RADIO for an extra 10% discount for supporting safes made in America by Americans. You'll also get a free $60 value locking pistol vault with your Liberty Safe purchase. That's from them to you. Again, LibertySafe.com. Use that promo code radio. Both Buck and myself have Liberty Safes. You can have one as well. Do it right now. LibertySafe.com. Use that code radio. That's LibertySafe.com. Code radio. The voices of sanity in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. 
Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. A little bit of interesting news here, Buck, that just has come down in the last 20 minutes or so. We mentioned, we told you this was going to happen on Friday. It's now officially occurred. The March 4th trial date in Washington, D.C., Jack Smith, Jan 6th related charges, officially now off the calendar of the judge. It's not going to happen in March. And we've been talking about when or if that case may go to trial. It's the one Democrats are most focused on. Uh, Judge Chutkin, who has that case in Washington, D.C., just said in open court in another matter when she was sitting on the bench, and I'm reading a quote. This is from uh, Kyle Cheney, who shared this 15 minutes ago. I hope not to be in the country on August 5th, she said. Uh, and she then said... If uh, if she is in the United States, I'm in trial in another matter that has not yet returned to my calendar. I just think that's interesting, Buck, because the question has been, as we get close to actual election voting, uh, which is only about seven, eight months away now, right? Because people start voting in October. Today is nine months from the election itself. Chutkin now saying... Hey, right now I'm scheduled to be on vacation in August, which is not uncommon uh, for people to take their summer vacations then. But she may now, she just said in open court, if I'm stateside, it's because I'm in trial. Buck, can you imagine August, September, October trial could be on uh, on the horizon? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've, I've thought this all along, uh, that they the gu- guidelines will do nothing. I mean, Plain letter law will do nothing to defend you if you're Trump against this madness. Guidelines from the DOJ, you know, that's just a suggestion, man. They don't care. They'll have this trial right leading up to the election, and they'll say that this is an exigent circumstance because the American people need to know the innocence or guilt, not that that's really what our trial system does, but ever knows what I mean, of the possible next president of the United States. So I wouldn't be surprised at all uh, if they do this. I mean, Clay, it's hard for me to imagine they're not going to get a single one of the federal trials, or sorry, a single one of the criminal trials done before the election. Just because the level of incompetence in the scheduling that that would represent is, it's possible, it's just mind-blowing. It's also wild to think about. Trump couldn't campaign then, because the criminal defendant has to be in trial every day, all day long. I mean, he'd be campaigning from the courthouse steps. That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, Tunnel to Towers Foundation's Let Us Do Good Village in Land Lakes, Florida, is a community of about 100 homes being built for the foundation's program participants. Families are already living there, including a Gold Star family and the families of two severely injured veterans who live in new smart homes. The Let Us Do Good Village, special place where together families can heal. It's a community where the children of our nation's fallen or severely injured heroes can grow up together and support each other. It's all thanks to an extraordinary donation of many acres of land and your generosity. Help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together. Make the Let Us Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. Join both of us in donating $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. I don't watch SNL. got to be honest. haven't thought it's good really since the uh, Dana Carvey, Mike Myers era uh phil hartman i mean there are a whole bunch of folks then but you know uh, that that was when snl was funny last so i think that's maybe 20 years ago maybe a little more than that if that's uh does that sound about right right the dana dana carvey mike myers era was like early late 90s early 2000s right i would think that's i think that's right yeah um and, and it hasn't been good as a program in a long time it's actually been brutal in a lot of years because it's become just sort of left-wing orthodoxy with the occasional bad joke. Um, over the weekend, Nikki Haley decided, now this is it. Let's dive into this a little bit. Nikki Haley, hmm, really? She's on SNL. This is 15. Let's hear what some of this appearance sounded like. Okay, our next question comes from someone who describes herself as a concerned South Carolina voter. Yes, hello. <laughs> is why won't you debate Nikki Haley? Oh my God, it's her. The woman who was in charge of security on January 6th. It's Nancy Pelosi. For the 100th time, that is not Nancy Pelosi. It is Nikki Haley. Now, I, I, look, it wasn't particularly well done. I, I think we, we've had on this show friends of ours who do much better Trump impersonations than that guy. Uh, we've had... Uh, what Captain Deplorable does a much better Trump. Yes. Um, the comedian who was on Shane Gillis, he does a better Trump impression. But put that put that aside for a second. I think he was the host this week, right? This weekend, I didn't watch it, but remember I remember they that's right. they they wouldn't allow him to be a member of the cast, Buck, because they said that he had done offensive jokes in the past. The, the the entire idea of a comedian not being able to be employed as a comedian because at some point in time he's done jokes that somebody considered to be offensive actually makes me like the comedian more. Because comedians should be offensive sometimes. Like, that's kind of the job. You should push the envelope. Yeah, I, I think so. Especially if you're if you're going to be the kind of comedian who offends some people, as long as you're trying to offend everybody and just make it funny, um, I, I don't have a problem with that. Usually comedians just offend, you know, believing Christians and, you know, Republicans and uh, white males. And this has become the, they've become the butt of jokes for so many years. But I, I th- what I found interesting here is just that, the uh the democrat hatred of trump burns so brightly that they will em- will will temporarily embrace even nikki haley for the purposes of scratching their anti trump itch you know they they will they will do whatever they have to do to elevate anyone who they think is um causing uh problems for trump in any capacity whatsoever this would be funny buck i don't think he would do it but what if Trump just said publicly, hey, I'll guest host SNL? He absolutely should do it. 
They would never let him do it. They would not. But if he put out the idea, you know, hey, I saw you had Nikki Haley on. Joe Biden can't read off a teleprompter. I mean, Joe Biden trying to guest host <laughs> guest host Saturday Night Live would be incredible, riveting television, Buck, because he can barely do anything, much less be funny. But if Trump put it out on Truth Social, if he just said, hey, I saw you had Nikki Haley on, I will guest host SNL. I will show up and guest host. Love to do it. Just let me know. They would say, would set off a panic because they would never let him on. The, all of the left that loves SNL would talk about how they're platforming Trump and ma- mainstreaming his racism and sexism and xenophobia. You know exactly that's how it would play out. I think it would end up being very beneficial to Trump because it would show how far outside the mainstream his detractors are. And I think it would play well for him to have a little bit of fun at their expense and basically call him out, uh, because I well, think just, there's no way they'd let him guest host. Remember how upset they got at Jimmy Fallon, who my understanding is recently has gotten a little bit of a, a slice of humble pie because of the way his staff feels that uh, from his treatment. I, I saw that. I didn't realize that was a. Yeah. You know, some of these guys, they managed to come across like, oh, it's all fun and games. They're actually horrible. like everyone knew David Letterman was a mean guy, but I didn't know that Jimmy Fallon was considered to be a mean guy anyway, neither to his staff, at least. Um, but remember when he, he tussled Trump's hair, people yes. were angry at, I, I don't just mean a few random people on the internet, the, the general Democrat cultural apparatus was angry at Jimmy Fallon because it was a humanizing moment for Trump and made him seem like a guy with a sense, with a sense of humor about himself. Um, Joe Biden is, is, is an imbecile who takes himself very seriously. Donald Trump actually does have a sense of humor. He, he yes. he's, well, he's quite funny. But he even has a sense of humor about himself, uh, and that's very endearing to people. And so they they recognize that even though that was just a, a brief moment, it was something that stuck with people. Nikki Haley, by the way, also, this was a, another moment from her appearance. She wasn't guest hosting, but she appeared on SNL. And here she is uh, talking about, remember how she was asked about the Civil War and, and didn't address slavery? This is 16. Play it. Okay, we have time for one more question, and it's actually for Ambassador Haley. <laughs> curious what would you say was the main cause of the civil war um and do you think it starts with an s and ends with a lavery (laughs) yep i probably should have said that the first time and live from new york it's saturday night can it just also you and i could write a better comedy sketch than this that's that's the best that they can come up with The, the writing is just not good no, and I mean, the problem is, Buck, anytime you pull your punches in comedy, you can't be that good. That's why South Park, I think, is the most consistently funny show that has been on for years and years. Because, to your point earlier, you have to kind of consistently ridicule every direction. And as soon as you decide that you're not going to go in multiple directions in terms of ridicule, you're not really comedy anymore. You're propaganda. And when you become propaganda, you're often the enemy of humor. And that is where much of comedy in America has gone. I think comedians are afraid. Uh, I, I think uh, the, what they have seen happen with cancel culture means that they pull their punches in their jokes. How many comedians out there now get up on stage and say, hey, I'm not even going to allow you to have cell phones because they're afraid of, of moments going viral from their comedy sets. And I, I just come back to if you get offended by a joke, Regardless of the joke, to me, that's on you, 
right? Like, and and I I would like America more if we had even-handed comedy like we did in the 80s and 90s. I think people in whole would like it. And really what happened to late-night television, we've talked about on this show, Stephen Colbert's show stunk. He was in last place on CBS. Nobody was watching him. And then they decided, hey, we're going to turn this into a left-wing sport, I mean, a left-wing comedy program, and we're just going to ridicule Republicans. And his ratings skyrocketed. And then everybody else followed him. And I, I think there's, I mean, you've seen with Greg Gutfeld, there's actually a huge percentage of people out there that just kind of want to laugh. I mean, Greg Gutfeld, Buck, it's kind of crazy. It doesn't get enough attention. Greg Gutfeld, his show on Fox News has more nightly viewers than Kimmel, than Colbert, and than Fallon on ABC, CBS, and NBC. It's a pretty amazing testament to Greg Gutfeld's reach, but also to the demand out there that is not being sated. And by the way, as we go to break here, uh, Buck, I want to hit you with these numbers and we can react to them a little bit. I've been teasing this for a while. Um, on NBC, this is NBC News poll that came out on Sunday. Who do you trust more on border security? Trump plus 35. Who do you trust more on the economy? Trump plus 22. Who do you trust more on dealing with crime and violence? Trump plus 21. Who do you trust more on being competent and effective? Trump plus 16. Who do you trust more on improving America's standing in the world? Trump plus 11. Who do you trust more on having the necessary mental and physical health to be president? Trump plus 23. Biden on protecting democracy, Buck, only plus two. He's got abortion, but even on protecting democracy, that's all fading. We'll react a little bit to that when we come back. Uh, but that, to me, stood out. Again, dealing with the issue of abortion, Biden plus 12. Not even that big of a favorite on abortion. But if you're wondering what their method and madness is going to be in the campaign, they basically lost the issue of Jan 6, according to this NBC poll. Abortion's going to be there. But Trump is winning every major issue by 15, 20, even 30 or 35 points. Pretty extraordinary. I agree. Extraordinary stuff. And uh, important that everyone keep it in mind going forward. And also important that... Uh, we do a read here, Clay. Do you, have, do you have the read or do I have the read? I was like, I think, I, I think you, I think you have the read. I knew you were stalling there and it got me nervous because I'm like, wait a minute. Is this supposed to be me or is it supposed to be you? All right. Here we go. In. It is you. You're going to love working with Legacy Box, everybody. I thought it was Clay. I was about to yell at him, but it turns out it was me. <laughs> Legacy Box is amazing. Hey, it's like Look, my, my marriage. Yeah. My, my wife, uh, her family just did Legacy Box over the holiday. Um, and they make the, they make it so easy for you because they send you the box in the mail. And what it, what it does is it lets you put in all your old photos, film reels, uh, video, VHS, Betamax, whatever you got, and they digitize it all for you. And you, you need to do this stuff because old photographs are fading, getting ripped. They're, um, you know, they get destroyed over time. Same thing with VHS. Plus, who has a VHS player these days? So where are you going to watch these old videos? You got to digitize them. And it's so much fun. And it's a way that you can enjoy family memories for years, even decades to come. So go to Legacy Box now, and they'll do this all at their facilities in Tennessee. In a few short weeks, you'll get back everything you've sent along with brand-new digital files. 
They're easy to click on, easy to share, and certainly easy to watch and rediscover all those memories again. A million and a half families have trusted Legacy Box with their big project. You can trust them as well. Get started at LegacyBox.com slash buck. You'll save 50% off their regular prices. LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Clay and Buck 24-7. Subscribe today. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another healthcare provider. Healthlock.com. Healthlock.com. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the Foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Final segment of Monday. Encourage you to go check out ClayandBuck.com if you want a video version of the show. We had a little bit of a video uh, malfunction here in the Travis uh, studios, solved by my friend Katie. But at the top of the second hour... Her six-month-old son, James, made an appearance. You sometimes get Ginger, the Australian 
what is what is she again, Buck? I'm, I'm Australian gonna get right. Labradoodle Clay. Australian Labradoodle. You never know when she's going to make an appearance. Dogs, babies, just like a political campaign. Makes us all so much more lovable. You can go get the video version. Also encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. 500 plus AM FM affiliate stations out there. We appreciate all of you listening across all 50 states and indeed around the world. But you can watch the video. You can listen to the audio on your demand. It's everywhere. Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we got clips going up pretty regularly. We need to play the audio at some point this week. TikTok, as you hear, has been banning all of our clips because they uh, say they violate the terms. We need to play for some of you on radio what TikTok is disallowing us to put up from Wait, the radio show. I, I didn't you know. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I didn't know TikTok was giving us. Our, what have we done late? What have we done lately? We're not even talking I, about I don't, COVID. I, I don't know. Our our crew. I think that we they were going to put together. I don't know if we missed it uh, late last week. I mean, they were going to put together audio clips of what TikTok has found to be objectionable that we say on this radio show that they will not allow us to share on TikTok. I think that would be illuminating to a lot of our audience out there because TikTok has certainly shown yeah. itself in terms of Israel and uh, and Palestine to not exactly be a fair yeah, purveyor it's, it's just as of, bad of as, that story. It's as bad as Twitter was before the Elon takeover, maybe even worse. Um, all these social media companies are atrocious in this regard. I, I know that X is not perfect, but I'll tell you, X is uh, it's the it's the only wide scale global free speech uh social media platform right now I, i'm rumble does great stuff too i have total respect for them uh continuing to build their brand and what they're doing and i i put stuff up on rumble um and and obviously there's truth social but I, i'm just telling you your 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 lib neighbor with dyed purple hair is not on truth social okay so you know there's there's a a limitation to um you know whereas Truth, I believe, uh, is really a Trump social media platform. Rumble is a free speech social media platform, and X is a global uh, free speech platform. I don't know how all kids get information these days, so I can only speak to what I see in my own tra- in the Travis household: sixteen-year-old boy, thirteen-year-old boy, nine-year-old boy. Every single bit of media that they consume other than sitting beside me and watching sporting events, is either YouTube or it's TikTok. I bet if you have a teenager or you have a teenage grandson or granddaughter, I would bet very strongly that they are getting most of what they see from YouTube and TikTok. If those algorithms are not feeding them fair headlines, then they're getting a distorted sense of reality and I, that's what I, in addition to the fact that I think it's, it's unfortunately not great for mental health of teenagers to be super active on social media. To me, the big issue out there as all of this continues to play itself out is these kids are getting fed information that is not algorithmically what they may would have looked up before, but they're not getting accurate information on many different issues and they're getting spoon fed propaganda. And I, that's why I'm kind of curious what has been banned from uh, us being able to share. Not that we have a monstrous audience on TikTok, but the fact that we can say things on the biggest radio show in the country that TikTok won't allow to be distributed on their platform you, you is a pretty big red flag. It's pretty. It's it's also a, a little Kafka-esque because no one from TikTok 
would ever come on and explain to us why what we say is unacceptable. Of course. They all hide behind the terms and service bureaucracy. Same crap they were pulling at Twitter beforehand, which all got exposed. Uh, you know, look, I, Elon Musk has done a lot of amazing things, and among the most amazing, uh, I mean, the putting the rockets into space the way he has is probably number one. But number two is, for me, uh, trying to save free speech in, in America online um, and and showing us just how deep the rot actually went at these social media companies, notably Twitter. But same thing going on at YouTube, same thing going on at all these companies. And they don't plan to stop anytime soon. Um, and they don't feel like there's any punishment for what they do. So be very aware as we go into this election cycle, everybody, that the digital czars of propaganda are alive and well, and they're still trying to do everything they can to get you to vote for uh, very, very inept Joe Biden. No doubt. And that's super important because you may well be listening to us aware of the propaganda that's coming. Remember, if you're 18 years old today uh, and you're going to be voting for the first time, you don't really know what happened in 2020. And even if oh. you're 22 or 23, you aren't aware. Here you go. This was Trump back in 2015 when he last time he hosted SNL before he was president. Play it. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump. It's wonderful to be here. I will tell you, this is going to be something special. Many of the greats have hosted, as you know, this show, like me, in 2004. (laughs) A lot of people are saying, Donald, you're the most amazing guy. You're brilliant. You're handsome. You're rich. You have everything going. The world is waiting for you to be president. So why are you hosting Saturday Night Live? Why? And the answer is... I have really nothing better to do. Love to see him do it again, but they won't let it happen, that's for sure. But we'll see. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young kids, builds specially adapted smart homes for severely injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades-in-arms, nor the efforts of his first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel of Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, govx.com is for you. 
You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. 